See, I fixed it just by pulling it out a little. That's what she said. And then you jam it back in. Hard. Yeah. Over oh, and over you. again. I got these um cereal themed underwear. And they what? all um <laughs> like the breakfast food. Yeah. <laughs> Silly break Twix are for kids. Yeah, like right now I got um <laughs> Your und- are your underwear for kids? It says swag on the front. But I got so- Huh? A golden crisp. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this something you buy in stores? This is something that tips family for any gift giving occasion. They always give me underwear. Um, underwear that's cereal themed, and it's like the same brand. Huh? Um, I have a, I have a these golden crisps. Uh, I can't remember what other ones I have. I do have an Eggo waffle one. That one's very interesting. <laughs> so they're all interesting. Kellogg's. They might be. That might be their specific brand. It's pretty wild. I'm blown onto this shit. Oh, you know what? Every time I was talking, I was just blown onto it. We need to turn off the refrigerator. Yeah, I, I think it. I can hear it going. If it's not that, it's the air conditioner outside. That's fine. I think it's the air conditioner. I hear woo woo woo. It's it's outside. air conditioner. That's all right. I don't think that matters. I can hear it sometimes. If it's on two or three, I can hear it. Yeah. I think it's only on one. Yeah, I just made sure. So if it's on two or three and you're standing under it, it goes... Yeah. My pants are bugging me today. I got like wedgies. I got like wedgies. I got like... Everything's digging into me. Just like one of those days where I can't sit comfortably, you know? Ba 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 ba. Hi, hi, ha. Ba 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 ba. You said, yeah. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> that sounds like it's right on my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> um. Does this sound? Does it sound weird to anyone? Wait. Like, do you hear, hear like, does it just sound weird? Yeah, I hear that too, Brandon. It is louder in the headphones than it is in real life. If, let me, do you want me to go turn off the air conditioner? Because it, if it's ours, I can turn it off. No, it'll, it'll get rid of it in the noise camera. <sighs> it just thought that I sounded weird. That, like, the audio itself you, sounded you a little sound odd. weird. Sure. I'm off next week. Well, it's a uh, spring break, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like, can't hear it at all. It's louder in the headphones. I can't even hear it outside of the headphones. Turn off your mic. No, I still hear your mic. I still hear it. Turn, turn on your mic. Turn on your mic. It's yours. What the fuck? Bum, bum, bum. What is it? Is that like your body's aura? (laughs) (laughs) Are you vibrating from all the sodium? (laughs) What? Oh, wait. 
Ah. That fixed it. That fixed it. What the fuck? Maybe it's coming through the... Well, why would... There. Wow. I fixed it. That's so weird. Why, but why, why, why wouldn't it be picking... If it was from the concrete, why wouldn't it be picking up... That's me. It's the only way to explain it. I can't read my notes. All right. This is a action-packed opening. We're just going to leave all this in? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know where I'll start with. <laughs> oh, maybe bits and pieces here and there. I need to move over. It definitely took us a bit to... There, I'm I'm better now. Find Can, our tempo. Absolutely, it did. We were sitting here all day trying to see if we were rushing or dragging, and f- was I rushing or dragging? Figures. I think you were dragging. This whole episode's dragging so far. <laughs> <Just> so far. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Uh, this is dinner with the movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week we're talking about a little, uh, short film. Short film turned feature film, Whiplash. Whiplash. And we ate pizza, Gushers, uh, popcorn with raisinets. Yeah. The, yeah. This movie, they gave me the idea because I started getting popcorn, but I would get cookie dough bites instead. I I would would, bites I've in. had cookie dough bites with popcorn since I was like in middle school, I think. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. It is good. I honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about the chocolate melting. I don't like pouring it in. Okay, so you kind of do back I'm and forth. A, I'm a popcorn chocolate person. Okay. I like the little surprise. Gotcha. Like you, you, you stick your hand in the popcorn. You're not sure if you're going to get it. And normally, at least on my end, I finish the, bo- the box of the bowl, the the um the bucket, bucket of popcorn. <laughs> and then there's normally a bunch of chocolate. chocolate at the bottom. And then I get to get a bunch uh. of them. And I like that. Huh. See, I, I normally don't finish the bucket, so my popcorn journey ends when the chocolate ends. So once your chocolate's all done, you don't want your popcorn anymore. Essentially. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess the thing with like my way that's str- that's um, annoying is like you don't know when you're looking into the bucket what's unpopped kernels and what's um, the... The cookie dough bites, right? So sometimes you'll you'll be rolling it, rolling the dice with your teeth. Break a tooth. Yeah, break a tooth every time. Have any of you broken a tooth on like a? I uh, when I had braces, I broke my retainer twice, mm-hmm. both times eating chicken wings. Damn, you must have been gnawing on those wings. I was just fucking yeah. going for it. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat the bones. <laughs> but both times I broke my retainer when I had braces, it was eating chicken wings. Hold on. You broke your retainer while you had braces? Or Because I think they took the top one off and I had a retainer on the bottom one. Because I have a permanent on on my bottom still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you broke that one. I broke that one. It's currently gotcha. broken too. Really? Yeah. That's fair. I just can't afford to get it fixed. Yeah, that makes sense. Just go to a different country where they'll do it for free. I might. I might just go to Mexico. Probably could. Yeah. Yeah. We watched something recently that had someone I've never going to had Mexico braces. You don't need them. You look beautiful. Yeah, you don't need them. I needed them. I I don't think I didn't think I needed needed them. Did you look fine? I don't remember. 
I mean, you don't. As long as you weren't born like British or something, you probably would be perfectly fine. <laughs> I think that's that's why I stand by. I don't think I needed them because I don't remember my teeth being so bad mm-hmm. that as a kid I thought I I wanted braces. Right. I think it was more so my dentist told my parents, "Hey, you should think about getting braces." Big braces got yeah, them. Yeah, big braces got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely need. I needed like um jaw um realignment because i had such a strong underbite i think Mm -hmm. um and so i had to have the thing where like i wore those rubber bands and it like pulled my jaw forward properly and everything um my uh jaw now um like pops and and it get and it'll get stuck or sometimes oh shit only after i got braces it was totally fine before i never experienced it before but as soon as I got my braces off, I had issues with. Weird. I've always had issues with my jaw. Maybe maybe you were like uh, clenching or something with. I've always yeah, I've always yeah. clenched at night. Because I know like clenching is related to the to that jaw popping and everything. That yeah. sounds nasty. Um, I clench, I clench really hard. Yeah, I, I clench. Can, I can I tell, clench my poop jaw real good. <laughs> I can tell when like I was clenching really bad at night because I'll wake up with a headache. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I've been clenching all night. I used to grind my teeth. You said you made them like flat, right? Yeah, all my <laughs> teeth are like flat. My bottom teeth are really tiny. Maybe yeah. you clench them in a way that made Sharpens them sharpen. <laughs> yeah, so you can open the gushers. I, I used to grind my teeth so much at night that all my teeth would be loose when I'd wake up in the morning. That's insane. Yeah. How, why, how would they... Wouldn't they stay loose? The, don't, no, you're, I mean, you're... But yeah, I wouldn't eat. Like, if my teeth were loose. Damn. That's scary. I have dreams where my teeth come loose like that and they just start coming out. Yeah, I, I have I have loose teeth dreams. <sighs> like me taking my teeth out, pulling them out of my mouth. I have those with eyeballs yeah. sometimes. Your eyeballs? Pulling your eyeball out? Like I had a dream where my sister's eyeball came out and I had to hold on to it. <clears throat> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, my eyeballs come out, and for some reason, it like I had to put it in my mouth or something. I had to keep it wet. Yeah. <laughs> to keep it lubricated. <laughs> Just to pop it back in. Yeah. Like the fucking pirates and the the pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 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 The wooden eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the eye. <laughs> well, this was Whiplash. This was my choice this week. Yeah. Why'd you um, pick this? I picked this movie because I really like how J.K. Simmons yells and screams. Um, that's pretty much it. Really? That's exactly it. Uh, mm. no, I, I watched this movie for the first time, uh, sophomore year of college. Um, I had heard about it and then I just threw it on and I just fucking loved it. Cause I had never really watched any movies that were considered like indie quote unquote. Um, and I know I really like the story of how this got sort of, um, produced as he made a short with, with JK Simmons and um it was basically like the scene of the the first student that he throws out was just a short film um and then they kind of pitched the idea as a bigger feature and and they got that made which i think is any student any um film students like what dream is <laughs> mm-hmm. having your short get made into a feature like yeah, that yeah but this isn't his first movie um it's first not feature? his first yeah but it's not the first time he's made something was it not his first feature I thought it was. We'll find out. Uh, 
keep talking about why you picked the movie why <laughs> yeah why'd you pick the movie sure um yeah so i think um <clears throat> this movie i thought about quite a lot because i watched it through kind of different years this was part one of the movies that made me kind of want to start doing film is when i was up in reno and i watched this and it, and it kind of affected me in in a strong way and like thinking about what it means to really want something and what it means to think that what greatness actually takes and what you think greatness takes. Um, and I showed this to my mom and we had a lot of like really interesting discussions about kind of like teachers and pushing, pushing their students and things like that. And, and all the discussions that I had about that were always like so fulfilling to me in a way that I think was just made the discussion around this movie, like so worth it to anyone I show it to and able to talk about, kind of the messages in it and and I and the more I watch it the more I realize it's kind of like an anime version of like a music school like I could totally see this as being like um some just hyperbolized anime world where music is all that matters and you went to the top music school and the teacher's like the most intense music teacher like there's literally replace like, the cooking school from exactly shokugeki yeah. and, and, and add this music school in. and you got yourself uh whiplash yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. exactly and i think i just love that like it's just it's it's not i it's absurd like when you look at it at, at how jk simmons is and um i think it's fu- i think it's incredibly funny at how <laughs> mean he is and um entertaining to watch this like battle royale between these three drummers trying to trying to win it out um yeah Mm. brandon you haven't seen this movie before no yeah no any initial impressions uh the first time i watched it i fucking hated it really yeah yeah Uh, and and not well um and i know why I'll, i'll get into that later it's la la land isn't it well, that's 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 one big thing that I fucking have a problem with. And now Damien is on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> totally on my shit list. Um, but um but the abuse in it was was a little overpowering for me, mm-hmm. but I stuck with it. I didn't I watched the the entire thing all the way through because I always watch it once all the way through, no subtitles. Um, just to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And the second time I watch, I watch it with subtitles so I can get my quote and, and pay attention to, to details of things that I picked up in the, the first one. And I dreaded watching it a second time. Wow. I fucking dreaded it. But the second time I watched, it, I liked it a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have big problems with it. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into it. Jose, what about you? Um, I watched this in college with you same year sophomore year um i really liked it then and i don't think it was it left as big of an impression on me as i did the first time i watched it but i watched it uh, maybe like a year or so ago i rewatched it and and i liked it even more and i think it left an even bigger impression on me the second time um i think what and what made me rewatch it again was I think I was literally like on on Reddit and there was a, some a question that was like what one movie scene is better than the entire fucking movie. I think it was the like the question and the one that they pointed out was the final scene uh from Whiplash. So I just found it on YouTube and watched that scene again and just like watching that again 
made me want to rewatch the movie. And that scene, I still think is one of my, some it's, it's interesting. The impression that's left on me. Um, the rest of the movie is good, but like, I think it really ends on a high note. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, why don't we get our, um, log line from you? I was drinking water. Uh huh. And that's whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> my ice water. I'm going to stick my hands in it because I can't afford drum gloves. Idiot. A determined drummer suffers from or suffers from a determined drummer suffer, suffers the wrath of an abusive conductor on his way to greatness. That's all I have. Succinct. All right. Why don't we get ourselves some fun facts then and, and answer my question from earlier. All right. Uh, Whiplash came out in 2014. Its runtime is an hour and 46 minutes. It was written and directed by Damien Chazelle, who has also done La La Land, uh, First Man. He has a writing credit on 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then the first... Oh, wait. I forgot he had that. Yeah, he's a writing credit on oh, there. Oh, fuck yeah. He doesn't seem like he's the... I don't think he's the main writer. Yeah, right. I, I would imagine they like he was someone that maybe was... That came in after they kind of decided to Cloverfield ja it. Jazz it up. Yeah, jazz yeah, it up. Right. sprinkle some jazz in here. <laughs> There's that one scene uh, with like the music in 10 Cloverfield Lane where they're getting ready for their plot. Maybe that was him. He comes in. He's like, let's throw yeah. in a musical number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, his first, the first thing he did between, before that short, the short feature, the short film, was a movie called Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench. Is that a short or a uh, feature? Hour, 22 minutes. Feature. Also about a jazz player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I bet you he dumps her because you know he has to do something great, <laughs> or she dumps him because she can't uh, she can't do what she wants while she's in love. <laughs> See, I I know where you're getting at here, Brandon. Fucking, I know what you're getting at here. First movie. I know where you're getting at here, and I and I can't wait to talk about it because I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Uh, fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, th yeah. those are my fun facts. Uh, this is good, Brandon. <laughs> we're we're going to get into it today. Because <laughs> I'm sure we're going to talk about some La La Land too. Wait till we get watched La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Brandon's... I'm going to force you to watch Brandon, that, just Brandon. Watch, just watch your edit. Just watch your edit two times. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> I don't need to ever watch La La Land again. I think that's fair. Yeah. I I think once we get to it, it's probably all on your mind already. You've probably yeah. discussed it enough. Yeah. Um, so the cinematographer is Sharon Mayer. Um, Meyer? Sh my Sharona? <laughs> 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 um, uh, I don't know uh, the other movies that he's done. He's also done Coach Carter. Mean oh, that's guy? I think so. Uh -huh. Yeah. He has a beard. <laughs> um, you can't tell now. Don't be, don't be like that. Um, You're gonna get canceled, Blake. Uh, of course I am. I didn't say anything uh, that bad. Um, Coach Carter, Mean Creek, The Last House on the Left. Um, one of us is lying. I don't know any of these. Last House on the Left is a horror movie. There's one very specific um, camera movement that they do here. It's the exact same fucking one in La La Land. Yeah. 
I'm surprised uh, and, it's not the I same. I love it. I love it every first. single fucking time. But it's he did it in this movie first. I I totally expected it to be the same cinematographer. And it's not. This guy hasn't really done that much recently. But I have seen the behind the scenes uh, for La La Land where they did the same. So like, you know, in the when they're doing the camera twist from Fletcher to Andrew, and they're like just flipping back and forth, right? Um, they do the same thing in La La Land. And in La La Land, it's, it's Damien Chazelle next to the operator and he's like tapping his shoulder every time there's like a musical cue for him to turn. Mm-hmm. So I imagine he did the same thing in this movie. Yeah. There's, I think it looked like it was practical until like one of them looked like it was a, it was a cut. There's like one weird turn. Maybe, maybe I mistook it, but I mean, I think that's fun for, for camera operators. Probably like, fuck shit. <laughs> fuck. Like just having to swing it to, perfectly. I'll have to send you the behind the scenes video. I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, he's yeah. like, go, go. It's, it looks fucking intense uh-huh. to, to spin that fast. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. It must be really annoying. I don't think so. That's probably fun. Director up your ass like that. Uh, that I don't think cam- that's any. I don't think that's any person. That's the same thing as like a lot of stuff you got to do in any movie. Yeah, you might that be. Like, be it might be kind of fun. I I I, it, I guess it would depend on how close you are as a as a crew. Right. Yeah. Um, like if they've had meetings about it, and he said, "Okay, this is." this is what I'm going to do. How would you like for me to cue you to do this? And say, okay, just tap me on the shoulder and that'll be fine. Yeah. Probably, probably what happened, but just looking at it, looking at it as an outsider, not knowing that any of that actually happened. It seems like it would be really fucking irritating. Yeah. Maybe if, it could be the DP that's Get operating out of my as well. Personal yeah. space. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn when I want to turn. Yeah. Don't, t- don't tell me how to operate my camera. Go direct. <laughs> um, I don't answer to you. I can get to my uh, character corner. I'm actually not good at this one. Um, <laughs> what? I'm not good at this it's one. Only four characters. Uh, yeah, I'm not good at this <laughs> one. They only say could, each other's name like two times. I could not tell you the name of the main character before rewatching it. Um. Okay. The main character is Andrew Neiman, right? Yes. Okay. Neiman. Neiman. Um. The teacher, J.K. Simmons, is Lawrence Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it Terrence? Terrence Fletcher. Terrence. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. The girlfriend is I got no fucking clue what her name is. Um it's Supergirl. Five uh, cents five cents. It's, it's Nicole. Nicole. Oh okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Nicole, okay. Um the dad Daddy Neiman. Daddy Neiman. They only say his name, I think, once. Do they say his fucking name? Yeah, they do. And he's in the credit as I only know whenever jk simmons refers to him as a failure (laughs) jim jim all right who else should i know that's it that's it yeah everyone else is just background um connelly is the other drummer and yeah it's a red-haired drummer and i forget what the other i can't remember him let's get into it brandon i'm curious do we want to get right into it or we do we want to talk about whatever you want this this is your movie this is your movie i have uh three pages of notes here (laughs) i'll i'll start i'll start off my my synopsis of the movie is that long (laughs) 
fucking I very bet, dense. I bet there's a lot of like fucking stupid, fucking no, dumb, no, awful. no. Actually, actually, my main problem with it is the abuse. Sure. Um. It 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 seems to me like this film is written by a person who has never, um, never had someone abuse them. Mm-hmm. Um. And to me, that does a disservice to uh, people uh, that have survived abuse um, because it's completely, it's, it, it, it doesn't ring true. Yeah. And I think people that, that really like this film have never been through any sort of abusive um, uh, ordeal in their life, either by, either from a mentor or um, teacher or parent. So the the representation of Fletcher himself is just not accurate to what an abusive relationship is actually like. Is what you mean? Um, his abuse is is probably accurate, but um, the culmination of all of it, um, whenever um, Andrew at the end, the culmination of everything at the end, um, where Andrew. Um, has been abused by him, but goes back to him to be in his band for the JVC concert and him finding out that he's in this position because Fletcher is getting back at him for ratting on him. Um, that's all just unbelievable to me. Really? It's I, very, I mean, it's very unbelievable to me. I guess there's more ways. I, there's more ways to be great than through Fletcher. And that's one thing that, that he would have, he would have taken from this Mm -hmm. as, as an abused person Mm -hmm. and being away from it and having time to reflect. Um, unless he just loved the abuse, um, which, which it doesn't seem like that was the case. Yeah. I think, I, I think you're probably right that, that, that relationship with having with like, an abuser and someone enjoying this movie and not having that experience before is probably, it's probably rings true. Um, 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 and there is no way based on, um, Jim, the father's character that he would ever let his son near that motherfucker ever again. mm -hmm. There's no way he even gives us a little short monologue about it. Um, there would be no way there would be no way the second the second he sat down and he saw fletcher on that stage he would have gone up and pulled his son out of that fucking band i don't, I don't want you that. to be around this abusive person i don't agree with that i don't, I don't think that i don't that, think that him, his character wasn't set up to do that no i don't think so no He's he's if if that was the case he would have gone if that was the case he would have been there. Do you think that I would let him put my son through hell and then just walk away scot free? Don't you know I would never let that happen? If that that was the case, there is nothing in the world more important to me than you. Don't you know that? Uh huh. So I don't think that equates to him. him, I don't think that equates to him going up to him on stage in the middle of the concert. I would, if, if I, if I was a father that was telling that to my son and it was true and I saw my, my son getting dragged back into this motherfucker circle. Fuck. Yeah. I'd go on stage. I would go on stage and bitch slap the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. 
I'd pull a Will Smith on him. <laughs> and then I would and then I would grab Andrew and I would say, We're leaving. We're you you have a career somewhere else away from this toxic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't agree. I think him not doing that says more about the fact that he had never done anything beforehand, before the actual car accident. He'd he'd never tried to push further or challenge his son any more than that. Um, he had the opportunity to push for charges and get him and get him removed. But beforehand, he never showed that he was to that extreme where he would just march down to to the school itself. And he never had he never had an inkling that he was being put through this until after the accident. Right. Until yeah. after the accident, until after the confrontation, until Andrew attacked mm-hmm. Fletcher. He never knew. I wonder how much how much do we see that Andrew tells his dad about this? Tell him anything. Nothing. Yeah, at all. Nothing. Yeah. So he just says that's that. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I don't think I think it's believable that, that he doesn't. That that but that father telling his son that is is an indication of what his character is mm. and what his character will and will not put up with when it comes to his son. So I just I don't I don't think that I don't think the end jives with the characters and what has happened to them. I really you don't, don't think it jives with Andrew himself. I don't think it jives with Andrew. I don't think Andrew would have gone. He he would have seen Fletcher's name um, as an abused person and cringed. Maybe have gone in, maybe listened and then walked out because what what's he doing? He's not conducting. He's a fucking piano player. Mm -hmm. But what if he doesn't see himself as an abused person? But then why did he testify that he was? Part out of spite, I think. Out of spite, he, but he, he is he he is, and he knows. But doesn't mean that doesn't it's mean not like that he it's not like he's he was one. lying. No, but he says, "What do you just tell me what what I need to say?" Mm-hmm. He, you know, it's not. He doesn't care about what the legal repercussions of it or anything like that are. But do you do you think Andrew's the type of person that? that believes that he has to be abused to be the greatest. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think that you was do? the point of it, the movie. It doesn't ring through with Charlie Parker. They're, they're drawing lines between Charlie Parker and him getting a symbol thrown at his head because he played poorly that Charlie Parker then went in practice and, and within a year he was, he was first chair. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's the story. It doesn't say he goes and practices and comes and gets the shit beat out of him every fucking week and then practices some more and then gets the shit beat out of him some more and gets belittled and and demeaned and and degraded. But but through every chance that that, he gets. The thing with that is when Fletcher tells him um, when Fletcher tells him the person that would be the next Charlie Parker would not give up would not move away from that where it's like you shouldn't you like when he that's bullshit that's bullshit i I know it's bullshit that's the point of the movie he doesn't have to do this it i here's my here's my problem with your take on this as well as your take on la la land you think that the final moments of the movie imply what they do is right no 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 my my problem with 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 la la land and with this movie 
have nothing to do with the abuse, have everything to do with people getting into relationships and then breaking off those relationships because the thing they wanted in the beginning that they were really going after, they're not, they don't feel like they're going to get because they're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Okay. This even more so, right? Being in a relationship does not fucking hold you back from getting things that you want, from being professional. It's but not, from, about, from it's not getting, about whether the relationship does. It's about the fact that these characters think it does. Exactly. And people exactly. genuinely think that. Exactly. But it's not true. I know it. It, it doesn't, We're not speak, supposed to any to kind, it doesn't speak to any kind of truth. We're not supposed to see Andrew and think he was right. She was holding him back. I'm glad he left that relationship. I don't think that's that's at all what we're supposed to take from from him doing that. And just the thing with he's doing the, with Fletcher. What are you supposed? I mean, it, it's it's very much similar mm -hmm. um, between this and La La Land. The yeah, way yeah. the way they split. Um, La La Land even more so because the relationship builds and builds and builds until it finally breaks. And their relationship in La La Land and is at was, least, I think, was good. Very, it was was <laughs> yeah. good. Yes, it was good, and it and it and it lasted a long time, and it developed into this kind of jealousy kind of thing um, in La La Land, which which. I can I can kind of understand the breakup because you can't be in a relationship and be fucking jealous um, of the other person. But with this, um, they weren't dating for a long time at right. all. Yeah. So his breakup was, I mean, there was no emotional investment in Nicole whatsoever. Mm. You could have thrown her right out the fucking window. You only see and her still in a couple of scenes, great, I think. And still yeah. had, a, had a great, decent film. She's in the movie less than 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. she's, there's, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's yeah. no reason for her in this I film. I think it the shows The only his... reason she's in this film is to do this Damien Chazelle thing where, okay, I need to put this woman in here because this guy needs to be great, but, but he needs to break up with her because he's going to think that she's the one that's going to hold him back from being great. But it's not just her. It's his, it's it's basically his entire family. Well, the family, the the dinner, the dinner table. I have I have something to say about that too. Mm -hmm. But but with her, like Andrew, aside from the abuse, like he's just a fucking dick. He's just an asshole, and and I think he's pushed to believe everyone that. in that band is an asshole. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. But 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 is he an asshole because of the situation he's in or was he an asshole when he was with Nassau band as well? Because Nassau band seemed to be treating him like he was, wasn't a good drummer at all. Mm -hmm. I think, um, from what we see throughout it and his relationship with other people and his, like his loner attitude that he doesn't need anyone else and that he doesn't need friends, need friends. Right. Um, I think he's had that. I don't think he's pushed to that. I think he's, he was already there. Like his base has been to be this. I'm better than you. Um, I'm going to be great and you're not going to be great. I think that is embedded in him. And I think that's why Fletcher's ideas work so well because it's like, there's a loneliness. I don't in see that. that in I don't that see greatness. that in, in when, when does that develop in him? How do you mean? When when does this this attitude that he has that that he's better than than other people? It develops in studio band. It wasn't in Nassau band. 
it wasn't well I, you're right because but we haven't really seen that much of him in, in Nassau band like I don't think him I don't think the amount of time that he has with Fletcher and his attitude um towards his family is enough to develop that much his idea of being frustrated with his his friends I mean his uh or like cousins I think cousins yeah his cousins like being in division three I don't think that solely stemmed from it I think yeah. um I, I think Fletcher definitely aided to that by calling like basically his family all bunch of uh losers that haven't um succeeded in anything but I I think it, I just feel like Andrew's always been like that. I see. I read the family dynamic differently. Um, that that he's actually proud of himself, and he's starting to tell them about about school and about being in the studio band and what that means. Um, and then he's cut off. He's cut off by his cousins that come in late to the dinner table, and then their parents talking up the cousins. And he's hurt by that. Mm -hmm. And so the way he, he protects himself is by lashing out. You didn't want to hear about my fucking good stuff. So none of your good stuff fucking matters because actually I'm a lot better than you and you guys don't care to fucking hear about it. So fuck you. That that's what I took from it. That's what I took from that entire scene. See, I, I saw that and I thought we like that same thing where you're saying Brandon, but to me, it seems like he's always been like that. How he's always thought that his achievements... Now, yeah, was he cut off by his family? Yes. To me, it always seemed like his achievements never seemed like anything compared to his family's. And, yeah, he was trying to explain yet another achievement to them that they're also ignoring again. Mm -hmm. That's what it seemed like. It seemed To me, that scene made it seem like he's always... This is the dynamic he has with his family. It's not unique to the setting or to, or due to the to his recent achievement. It's like, that's just has been his dynamic with them. Yeah. Because, because they do ask him a question. Well, will that lead? What is that going to lead to? Right. And he could have easily said, well, being in studio band, it's the premier band of the school and people come and watch these competitions and look for talent. So if I'm a, if I'm talented enough to be in this band, I have people watching me that are going to get me to Lincoln center that are going to get me to, to where I want to be. And so I am a step away from the NFL. I'm not in third division. So I'm better than these mm. motherfuckers over here. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't say that he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, I think part of it is he doesn't feel like he should, like he just kind of feels to, like to me, it's like, See, we get this after he's already been been subjected to um, Fletcher's abuse. So to me, he to me he's reacting to the abuse, and he's he's lashing out at them because he can lash out at them. He can't lash out at Fletcher, mm -hmm. right? Until he does. Mm -hmm. um, but he can't. He because they're bullying him pretty much bullying him the same way Fletcher fucking bullies him just without physical contact and without actually, because they are, they're demeaning him. They're degrading him. They're making what he's has to say nothing. And, and yeah, he's going to fucking lash out about that. Yeah. I see a little bit of, um, 
Because I think you're right. The majority of it does show after he starts having his time with Fletcher. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what his dad notices too. Um, but before that, when he first has his first date with Nicole, um, I see a little bit of that in him in his conversation with her. Yeah. Where he's just kind of like, um, they're talking about college. Yeah. Why did you go? Why did you go to your college? You don't have any plans. Like you're not like it, it seems automatically that he feels like she's not as important as him. For me, it's even before that. It's the way he talks about the, the way he talks about the music that's playing in the restaurant was like a very oh this is fucking jazz how do you not know who the fuck's the drummer on this song and like i feel like sometimes someone who really enjoys a a, a specific niche you know hobby or, or interest they're kind of timid about the way they express themselves around those things but with him and jazz it was just like yeah it's fucking jazz of course it's and and just the way he talked about the song I think right there starts like this ain't no Starbucks right. Jazz this isn't playlist, Star- <laughs> right? <laughs> and I I think from there it, there's kind of like glimpses at his perception of what his career path is, and I think what what Fletcher does is he he feels the um he fans the fire. I think that that's more so how I've always seen this movie mm. that his his like perception of his own ability is kind of has always been a little pretentious but fletcher really is the one who like takes up to the next level that you know at least that's how i've I've seen it i was surprised that they stuck together after that first date like especially the um when when she's basically telling him like yeah i don't really fit in like like, it just doesn't feel right for me. He's like, yeah, I do too. Like, that's how I am at my school. Like, he just kind of immediately wants to start talking about himself and how he feels like he's a loner at his school. Yeah. And, it doesn't help that they don't have any chemistry together. No, yeah. none. No, not none. at all. Um, I, I'm shocked that they stuck together. But maybe that's why, like, it felt... Well, see, this is why I say they have no, They have nothing. Yeah. They have nothing. There's no... They. She could have been written out of the movie. And they could have extended you know studio time and actually had had a song go all the way through other than the end um and and it would be perfectly fine i like having him dismiss her at the end it 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 just Dis- dismiss her he calls her at the end to invite her to come oh, to I jvc meant, i meant in the mid um uh oh, dismiss her in the mid at the at uh, the at the the breakup yeah who um, who breaks up with somebody in a public restaurant? Let's let's start there. <laughs> what kind of a dick move is that? I'm surprised he did it honestly because he was in the middle. That was the day that he had to practice um, caravan. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised Same he even day. made time for it. Maybe she wanted to meet there, and he was like, "I guess I'll go and I'll break up with her here." You know, See, it doesn't. It to me, it seems like she's a fucking afterthought. Um, like. Damien Chazelle said, well, you know, I have this idea about people and I need to write this in every single fucking movie I write (laughs) and uh, I need a girl in here. And so, so he can break up with her. Yeah. And it just doesn't, the breakup doesn't fucking matter. That's, that's the whole thing. There's no, it's not like La La Land where you have 
an emotional investment in the characters. You have no emotional investment in her whatsoever. It feels too soon. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen maybe they meet up for lunch. He's obviously distracted from their date to focusing on caravan. And then maybe after that, they break up. See, to Mm. me, what, what, what would be good if they're dating and he's actually loving being in a relationship with her and then Fletcher sees them and then Fletcher uses any knowledge he has against everybody. Um, he brings it up whenever he's fucking up on the drums. Right. And, and, and calls him out and says, Mm -hmm. you're either going to be in a relationship or you're going to be in this fucking band. Yeah. That would have been bullies him into breaking up with her. Um, to me, that's that that plays right into the fucking plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Now there's a reason for her. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that would be that would definitely add a lot more. Yeah. Um, I kind of Damien, like. Have me rewrite your next fucking <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> um, I I like how much of an asshole he feels after that when he when he breaks up with her. Um, you know the the friend thing bothers me friend thing um oh like him not having friends 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 will call you and ask you where the fuck are you whenever you're late to a competition friends will call you and say hey where are you you're late what's going on so he has friends especially in the the band where it seems like no one is friends with any of them I feel like, like it seems it, like there's clicks in there. It, like with the, Instruments. the, with the sections. Yeah, yeah. The sections. With the yeah. sections. Definitely not the drummer drummers. Right. Definitely yeah. none of the fucking drummers. They're all in competition with each other. Well, that's brutal because all the other sections they're competing for the higher seat. But mm-hmm. drummer, you're competing to actually play. Actually play. <laughs> that's just brutal. Yeah. Um so yeah. so yeah. So so I'm like, well, he does have someone who cares enough to call him and say, where the fuck are you? Yeah. See how I, I took that was they hate being yelled at like, Hey, (laughs) like I don't want to be fucking yelled at today. Where the fuck are you? I think if I was in that position, if I was, if I was in, in a band with, or like in a group, a work setting, where I knew that we could get yelled at because one person's gonna fuck it up for everybody. Yeah, I'd be calling and be like, "Hey, where the fuck are you?" Not out of. But how would you have his phone number? You have to give someone the same your group. phone number. Yeah, I mean, they might have like a phone number list or something. Then why wasn't Fletcher calling him? I I mean I think if you're going off of what Jose's saying, it's like. Uh, I we don't want Fletcher to know. We don't want Fletcher to be like Fletcher wouldn't call him. He would say your parts fucking cut, and which is what he switched. did exactly. Yeah, right. but I think what what Jose's saying is like the other guys like I want less problems here. I need to know if he'll be here. <laughs> like right, like yeah. it's like hey, are you gonna drop the fucking ball on this or should we just put the other guy in? Yeah. And I think yeah. I think in this setting, just in in like the the band setting and them them knowing how Fletcher is, I think they would be more worried about covering their own ass than mm. any friendship about, oh, I wonder where he is. No, it's strictly, I think it was strictly a, where the fuck are you? We're on, we're on stage in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that that's how I've, that's how I saw that scene. Mm. 
not mm. as a friend thing, but more of a, they don't like, no, all of them are tense over Fletcher. Every single one is like looking at their fucking feet. Any scene where Fletcher's yelling. Nobody the very ever, first scene he comes in a studio, they all just like get it attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's more so about them covering their ass than they have any real friendship dynamic with each other. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, at the risk of, of sounding insensitive about abuser survivors, um, mm. I would like to talk about my personal experience with how I view J.K. Simmons in this mm. movie. Because I, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I thought he was funny throughout a, a large bit of this. Like, he, he's being he, very fucking his vile and his cruel. His character is, is written very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but I think part of it is, like, being uncomfortable with what he's saying. And it's so absurd that it becomes funny. And knowing it's J.K. Simmons and the way he says it, his inflection, I think, is, is to me, constantly funny. Um, where maybe it is a bad thing that I'm looking at J.K. Simmons in this. Maybe this is just me and thinking all this vile stuff he's saying. And I think that was a fucking good way to insult somebody. Nice. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like maybe that was, that's not a good thing to walk away from this movie and think. But if you've ever had someone actually say vile and evil right. things, yelling them in your face and, and slapping you and hitting you and, and, you know, shooting you and, and doing all kinds of evil, vile things to you. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to use the word trigger because it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> but but it brings back some memories mm-hmm. on on um, on that. So um, yeah, totally. You can you can see it in in a completely different way. But I agree with you. Um, deserved an Oscar. Mm. Um, did he win for yeah, something? He, he won. He did, he oh, did his win. Oscar, yeah. So the movie won um, Oscars for a J.K. Simmons won for actor supporting role. Mm-hmm. Film editing and sound, right? Sound mixing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean he he was he was an excellent, excellent character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um all the way down to him lying about Casey's death. Um yeah. where once you learn about the reality of that, it gets kind of it gets a lot more sinister in that um I wonder to the extent if he is even willing to accept his role in that. Like, is he able to sit down and think that he caused that? Or if he does, he thinks, I don't care. I'm trying to make the next I Charlie think that's Parker. It. I think that's it. Yeah. I like, don't care. If if he killed I think himself, it, I think then he um, wasn't cut out. I think he was acting like he was upset about it. And I think the only reason why he acted like he was upset about it is because he knew that it was a suicide and that it may be tracked back to him somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and the way he treated him whenever he went through studio band. So, um, I think it was more self-centered than it was anything else. In addition to that, I think he could also have been upset in his self-centered way that he lost someone that could have been his Charlie Parker because he he admitted that he was a very good player. Mm-hmm. That if this is someone that could have down the line really became something incredible, great, like household name, 
like he lost that opportunity. That's one mm-hmm. person that he put that work into that he, cause I, I believe that he, when he tells a story that he found someone that was playing and they couldn't get their skills right. And he saw a promise, but his version of promise and his version of <laughs> supporting is abusing and, and mm-hmm. pushing in that way. And See, he put in that work and he, and I think he's mourning the loss of that prospect as well. I, I think it's more so that, yeah, it's the, He's like he's not mourning him. He's mourning the idea his reputation, his, his, his possibility. Because he talks he about his reputation later, all the time. He says later in the in the bar, um, in the jazz bar, wherever he is, um, whenever him and Andrew were talking, that he never found his Charlie Parker. Yeah. Um. So maybe he didn't really mean all that much. True. Yeah, he could have also been yeah. trying to 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 I think he was using up. it using it in a way to get to because you see shots between him and Andrew during this entire conversation and talking about and there there are definite um definite parallels right. between um what's the name Sean Casey and Andrew. I bet I bet Fletcher warped that story to make it sound more like him and, yeah. and make it seem like, oh, he's just like uh-huh. that. Just like when he's having the conversation in the bar and he's, I think him saying he hasn't found that Charlie Parker, I think it's irrelevant if he has or not. I think him saying, oh, I haven't found my Charlie Parker, but, you know, hint, hint, later I'm going to ask you to play in my band. Maybe you could be my Charlie Parker and that'll yeah. make you yeah, want to play. And there, there's also, you know, there there's definite... um there's different moments where he he's just messing with him for the sake of of you know inspiring him and he tells him when they leave the bar that the what the fuck was the redhead drummer's name Connolly Connolly that he only grabbed him to I don't know what his exact motivate, words were motiv- to motivate him yeah. right so like there's clear precedent about him just fucking with him to See, he totally to got rid of Mets. Yeah. He totally got rid of Mets in that first day at Studio Band. Um, the for Andrew's first day at Studio Band, he he got rid of Mets in order to show Andrew he can get rid of anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I think that showed more because he didn't really do it because he was out of tune. Because no, he, he would have thrown Erickson for any out. reason. Yeah. He didn't do it for any reason other than. To show that this was his room and he can he can get rid of anybody he wants whenever and, he wants and to put and to put Andrew on 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 notice and then immediately after that him telling him you're cool man yeah yeah you're cool going man out, it's going out in the hall yeah man hey you're cool he puts yeah. his arm he puts yeah. his arm on the I, yeah. I always find his arm coming into frame like that like uncomfortable because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a weird like boxing him in in a way where it's supposed to oh, make yeah. him feel comfortable yeah. but I guess for us kind it's, it's very clear that he's not it's totally <laughs> predator and prey yeah and right. he's playing the, with his prey right and then getting his like learning about him and getting his information about his mom and then immediately mm, mm. immediately using it to to humiliate him in front of the entire band yeah like that's not even you know he doesn't wait a day or anything it's just within minutes he takes that information that he told them and uses it against him uh-huh. and he told him the symbol story and then immediately throws a chair in his yeah. head <laughs> and, and I, it, it's so like it's so like um 
I'm telling you a story about how someone became great. I'm going to put you through the same thing. And if you, but it's not the same thing, a similar thing. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a chair at you. I'm going to make you feel like you're supposed to go through this. Like this is something like if you really want to be great, you have to go through this. What did Charlie Parker do after the simple got thrown at him? He cried himself to sleep. He fucking left. Yeah. He didn't stay with the band. Uh huh. He didn't finish his, he didn't finish with them. Yeah. He, he left. And he went home and he practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the same. No. Because Andrew does not and leave. Then, oh, so, so what I was going to say about the Charlie Parker thing and the trivia for IMDb was like, oh yeah, that story is true, manipulated for his own purposes. The mm-hmm. actual story, he didn't get the symbol thrown at him because he was bad. He got the symbol thrown at him because he was improvising. That oh, was, because he was shitting on the music. Yeah, so he wasn't <laughs> throwing the symbol out because he was bad. It was because he was improvising. It was a way to get his attention and tell him to stop. Um, <laughs> and like he, he essentially didn't want to follow the direction of the of the other of the mm-hmm. conductor. And so, which, like, which which is pretty, uh, uh, which is the end. Mm-hmm. And the the other thing. Oh he yeah, didn't that's throw true. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the actual story says that it goes, he didn't throw the symbol at him. He threw the symbol on the stage, but not in anybody's direction. Oh. Mm. I think the implication of the story, Brandon, it's is me not- like whistling in class to get everyone's attention <laughs> yeah. when they won't shut up shut so I can take roll. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I whistled last week and they, everyone like it caught everyone on off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the implication of the story is not to be exactly like Charlie Parker, but to be like, he was in that situation and he got better. So if you stay with me and I'll put you in a lot of those situations, imagine how good you'll be yeah. if I throw a symbol at yeah. you every day. You know, I yeah. think that's kind of what the implication yeah, is. But he's, I, he's, I think he's more bastardizing so the, fact- the story though, in order to, sure. In order to use it to, to make what he does acceptable. Imagine if Andrew just went home and Googled the story and was like, Hey, this guy's full of fucking (laughs) shit. shit. (laughs) Right. And I I think, you know, normally movies take stories and then they bastardize them for the purpose of their plot. I think here, while they do that, it serves the, uh, another purpose, right? That going back to what you were saying about the other student, uh, Sean Casey, right? Him manipulating that story to get Andrew. So now, now you're just seeing the Fletcher's a manipulator of stories to, mm-hmm. to get an outcome that yeah, he desires. Get what he be wants. a total fucking lie. Yeah. 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 Andy's a fucking pussy. <laughs> Wait. Because he does not hit Andrew back when Andrew attacks him. He does not defend himself. He's yeah. just on the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just I like thought a, you said Andrew's a fucking yeah, no, 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 Fletcher, 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 Fletcher. Yeah. and he's. I heard Andy. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, he's Fletcher. just like get, get the fuck off me, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk. No, absolutely, absolutely, and I and I I wonder like for someone someone like in his in his shoes did he experience a teacher like that as well that that put in his mind that he he had to become better himself through through a cycle of abuse and he didn't become better yeah his piano because sucks. he's not a charlie parker mm-hmm. <laughs> um so so it makes me think that you know 
the reason why he's like that is because um, he wasn't good enough and he needs someone, he needs one of his students to be good enough so it validates him. You hear stories, a lot of teachers that just take advantage of their students in that way that they they wanted to make their students what they wanted to be so they can have ownership of that. You know, they can they can be responsible for it, huh? What? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Seduce. <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because he only cares about himself uh, first place um, and his reputation. Um, He says it over and over and over again. Um, are you sabotaging my band? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It shows even more of like his effect on how, um, especially it's Connery, right? The, the Connolly. Connolly. I think especially Connolly. He seems like a really nice guy. And oh, then yeah, he starts out a really nice guy. And then guy, by yeah. the end, what, before he gets yelled at by, by, um, by Andrew calling him Johnny Utah, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that he, he's just kind of like, he he just seems like a different person. Like it, yeah. it it totally is a complete warp. Like so quickly, um, that the toxicity of just the three drummers together is like really interesting to watch. Um, well, because Fletcher has created them as a triad of of people that are in competition with one another mm-hmm. um, for the seat. Yeah, I always wondered if if Fletcher had like asked someone to steal the charts. Um, for Whiplash, I've always I would wouldn't have put it Fletcher himself to have just been the one. I see. I, I thought that, but then you hear him down the hall, like right after. They, well, he, he could have walked out and got him, and then walked back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, nobody is ever in frame. I watched it. I paid very close attention. No one is ever in frame. No one ever walks behind him. Um, it's just gone. Yeah, and he does proceed that by saying if any if i'm not i'm not going to be nice to any of you if i catch another one of these folders laying about and then immediately there's a folder laying mm-hmm. somewhere even though it's in a seat not even two feet away from andrew um he's still gonna it's it's a manipulation it's it's he's watching and he saw he saw um he saw the folder and he took advantage of it because he wanted, um, he knows, he knows his, his, his band. He knows his drummers. He knows that, that, uh, the drummer can only play to music that he, he sight reads. Mm-hmm. He can't just play. He can't just play. He knows that, um, that Andrew is capable of it because yeah. Andrew's not, when Andrew's playing, when Andrew first plays Whiplash, he's not looking at the music. He's looking at him and he's playing. So he's already memorized that part of the music. Mm-hmm. He knows what he needs to play. So he knows that was a setup. Mm-hmm. That was completely Fletcher setting that up in order to get Andrew to play Whiplash. Yeah. Watching it through on subsequent viewings, um, really does show the amount that he 
is aware of and is going through and is setting Andrew up specifically. Uh, and it makes me wonder if there's anyone else in the band that he's also targeting in that way that we don't really see that. Like if it's just Andrew that he's putting that much amount of effort into to push. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause, cause you don't really see him. You see him throughout the guy at the very beginning. Um, but other than that, he seems to be pretty tame to the rest of the band. Yeah. Uh, comparatively. Um, I had another, uh, another question or another deal, like in the beginning when he goes into Nassau band, which is the first band that they're in, um, whenever he bust, just busts in the door and takes over, um, that band leaders class, um, and starts going down the line with the different people. Um, and none of them obviously measure up. Right. I don't even know that Andrew, like, I don't even think he hits the snare fucking once in his, in his double time swing audition thing. Um, but he's only there to, to be a bully and to degrade everyone in this band one by one until he gets to Andrew and then pulls Andrew out. Mm. Um, are they messing up on purpose because they don't want to work with him? <laughs> I, I bet. See, yeah. Watching that scene, I was like, if this is the best fucking school in the nation, why are these people every, not even, being able to play even in the beginning fucking class? They would all play like that. Yeah. They were playing like fucking freshman high school. Yeah. Quality. And so, and I was like, no, like I fucking the, play, play the, better than that. The <laughs> trumpet player that was like, <laughs> and i'm like school in the, the nation allegedly and i was like no yeah these kids yeah, are not the best it's in, so it's so are you in a are you agreeing with me that it's intentional like they're intentionally playing bad because they don't want to be in that fucking studio band because it's so fucking no, toxic I, I think they just because the, how the, could the they get into this to be funny <laughs> yeah i think the i think he just be so he's supposed to be so intimidating that they fucked up Oh, yeah, like they're all just nervous. Yeah. yeah. You notice there's no women in studio band? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. makes his comment about the first chair. Uh, yeah. Trumpet are you, player. Are you here? Because uh, you're cute. Because you're cute? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he said, well, that answers that question. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, because it's very obvious that his insults are, are, are intended towards like either homophobic slurs or like this ob- ob- obnoxious, like, macho men how you're supposed to be and the insult is always you suck dick like that's always the insult he uses yeah where like sucking dick's not bad no sucking dirty dick that's bad sure dirty cocksucker <laughs> horrible horrible but cocksucker you're not calling the person dirty you're calling the dick dirty that they're sucking right cocksucker hey man all no you no problem Feast is Any up. What, what's the clean the first? Clean, I'm a clean cocksucker. What's the first homophobic one that he does? Oh, it's uh, it's not your boyfriend's dick. Don't come early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. His his his. He's good at delivering those. Yeah. He's good at he's good at being the the antagonist. This. And Very I bet good. in his mind, he's probably thinking like women wouldn't be able to handle his, his class at all. No, and doesn't but, think they're worth it. But you remember the little girl mm-hmm. in the, the hall? He's like, you going to play, oh, you're going to play, you're going to play piano in my band. Yeah. When you grow up, you're going to play in my band. 
And then his immediate, when he walks in the door, all right, cocksuckers, <laughs> is his first thing he says. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think, I don't think a woman would handle him. I think, I think a woman, um, a woman would call him out either mm. directly or indirectly by actually complaining about him. Oh yeah. He would have been fired um, strictly through complaints. Yeah. Way earlier. yeah. Whereas, whereas the men will not, I think that's, and I think he knows that at the risk of victim blaming Andrew, I think part of it is that he has this idea in his mind already that that's what he needs to do to be great. That, that him treating other people like that and that macho, I'll take the abuse and I'll become better is something that men just like to have. Like that's the whole like rise and grind mentality where it's well, he's like abusing himself. Sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's he does a lot of abusing to himself. When he's like fighting with Fletcher and he calls uh Conley Johnny Utah when he says turd by Paige's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um that is, kills me every yeah. time. <laughs> what is he come Johnny Utah? What Johnny, is Johnny I don't know that? what that means. What is that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't the know. The leprechaun burn is funnier if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. But Johnny Youth, you know what? Let's look it up. Who the fuck is, is that Johnny? More, but he's. See, when I see. But he says Johnny he's Utah gonna... is a character from Point Break. Point, point Break. Uh, let's see. Johnny Utah's Keanu Reeves in Point Break. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, that can't be it. Is That's it? weird. That's just such a weird reference. I mean, uh, when he says, "I'm gonna, I'm start, I'm gonna call you Flannery." Oh. Uh, um. Whenever yeah. he goes after him, right? That that makes more sense. That makes sense to me. What's Flannery? Flannery O'Connor. I don't know who that is. It's a writer. Irish. What's the insult? Because he's Irish. And oh, he just calls him another Irish person. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's gotcha. making a racial slur. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, that's the only. If you search Johnny Utah, the main thing you get is the point is anything related to point break. Why would they call? He doesn't look like Keanu Reeves though. Johnny Utah, I see is. I thought it was like a, a a slur for a Mormon for a second, and then I thought, well, he's. Not a Mormon because he's Irish, or is he an Irish Mormon? He could be an Irish Mormon, or why? But we never know that, so why would that be something that would be put in there without? I don't know. I, now I bet that you I know it was that's something that was just said and it was off the cuff, right? Yeah, and it was kept. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, regardless of knowing like what he beads by that, it just sounds like it's right. It just it's the, the right. follow up. Turn my pages, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that, <laughs> that 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 is kind of funny. Yeah. Um. See, I I think it's one thing to put up with like the the abuse from Fletcher. Why would anyone be okay with that from like your peer? Like, yeah. why would they want to stay with if fucking Andrew's just going to yell at them the whole fucking time that they're switching off parts? Why would you? I, I think part of it is like thinking Fletcher would think I'm a bitch if I if I either don't fire back or if I leave because of him. Like, it's it's like if I don't take this shit from my peer here, like they're going to view me as weak because I'm not. 
as like tough as they need me to be right now, you know? Right. So, so here's, here's, here's the thing for me, which, which irritated the fuck out of me. Um, but there's, there's, there's an error in this scene. He leaves with the, he leaves with the folder, gets in the car wreck and doesn't take the folder out of the car to go back, back in. But the folder is set up with the music whenever he gets to the, to the drum set. So there's, there's a error there. He, he couldn't get someone else's sticks. He has to leave. And you're a fucking drummer. The only thing you have is a fucking sticks. Yeah. Yeah. You're well, not, Fletcher told you're not him a he couldn't use trombone. anybody else's sticks. You're not a trombone player where you have to carry your fucking trombone around. You, you're that fucking stupid. You leave your fucking sticks. Yeah. So, and you have a backpack. You can't put them in your backpack. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Also, he has the whole fucking set and he uses the same ones uh-huh. for the entire movie. Like he doesn't, he has, he doesn't have any variety in the, right. And the drum sticks he uses. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I, I will nitpick that part of the movie to pieces. Um, okay. First of all, they were closing when um, he goes to the rental shop, right? Like they right. were they were just at the verge of closing, but he has no problem getting back in to get his sticks. Right. You would think they would have left or not let him in at that point. Um, two, there's he's not old enough to rent a car. Right, he's nineteen. No, so you can rent a car under twenty five, but there's a sh- there's a huge fees added to it. Really? I didn't think oh, you could. I thought at you all. could. I no, thought you could. You, you can rent all. cars under twenty five, but okay. they add like a. So like they'll like you know they'll advertise like a fifty dollars a day price. They'll tack on like a hundred fifty dollars a day young driver fee. I had no idea under the age of twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Second. Third. However many, um, the timing on him leaving back and forth no. is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that they were supposed to be on at six, right, or whatever time. Three at three thirty, and he gets in the car accident like at three, like twenty nine. Yeah, and he's able to make it a couple blocks in three minutes. While, while from an upside down car car wreck, <laughs> upside down car wreck, and I mean, they're the just getting on. <laughs> yeah, they're just getting on when he gets there, and Fletcher lets him play. He is covered in blood, and Fletcher lets him play. There's no chance Fletcher would no, let him play. No chance. No, no chance. Not with not with what he has said up until that point, where you're not going to mm-hmm. sabotage my band. Fletcher would walk over to him and say, "Look, you're obviously hurt." Someone's going to fill in for you. Mm-hmm. And then you can still someone have him is going to get, Fletcher. Someone's yeah. going to get, yeah. Someone's going to get an ambulance for you. Let's take care of you. I mean, that's not within Fletcher's no, he would just vocabulary. Say he would just say, you're done. You're done. Get out of here. Go back home. Go take care of yourself. Go do whatever you have to do. And then have him attack Fletcher. That would be, that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, See the bit after but I think that. It, it says a lot about Andrew wanting to wanting to get in there and wanting to play and wanting to prove himself, even though he is incapable of doing it because he's been in this horrible wreck. Yeah, I, I think what's frustrating about the, that, like all those things, is one: you don't have to have the the rental place just be closing. No, not at all. You don't need to have that. (laughs) You don't need to show the time on the car. He could have. He could have plenty of time. You 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 could have you could have movie time, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Yeah. You just say, oh, ten minutes. 
don't show any clocks in those 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then fine. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of little things you just don't do. Yeah. That would, would fix that part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so absurd to the point that I think he died in that car accident and the rest of the movie is a dream. (laughs) 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause then it would explain Um, your problems at the end. And it was a hit and run. Oh, I thought the guy that got out was, it doesn't matter if you are in, if you are in an accident and you leave, even if it's not your fault and you leave, it's a hit and run. I thought you meant the other car left. Yeah. No, I'm he pretty, leaves. That's a and it's his that's, fault. That's anyway. a pretty bad thing. <laughs> yeah, was it? I didn't know if it was his fault or. I think it's implied uh, that it's if his he fault. ran a stop sign or something. I mean, we never see that. Yeah, I think his the context is like he's so he's not going paying attention. sixty eighty. Like he, they do show the his speed. Yeah, that alone I think would put him at fault for the. Oh, I do that going up Flamingo. <laughs> yeah, fair, but still, <laughs> you would be at fault. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. If a truck came came out of nowhere and fucking hit me, yeah. <laughs> and the truck driver seems very nice. He's like, "You don't have yeah, no, 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 Don't get in the car. Don't get in the car." Well, I think any truck driver knows that they could probably commit murder with their with their trucks. So I think they're very concerned about that. They're concerned about <laughs> someone running off and dying somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So that part and 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 you know how I've always talked about my one of my biggest problems with any movie is um is the the lowest point. We've talked about it. Um uh, what what's the term for it? Shit. All is lost moment. The all is yeah. lost moment okay. is so obvious and such a drag. And once once he like once he assaults <laughs> Fletcher the rest of this is exactly my problem with all his lost moments where it's like shit comes to a complete stop and it's such a drag until he meets Fletcher again that it's just kind of like, Oh, anytime I watch this movie, I always, I start looking at my phone after after that part. It's the classic. Let me dramatically rip this poster off my, my wall. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking speed racer had it. This movie yep. has it. <laughs> <laughs> you are expelled. <laughs> Every fucking movie just has like a, let's just pull down the one thing I have hung yeah. up on so my wall. Let, let me ask you this. Is school no longer in session? It's He's summer. at school. Was that the end of school? This, this, this concert was the end of, and there was nothing more? I don't think so. Because he just puts away his drum kit and that's it. I'm done. Oh, because he was expelled. He was expelled. Was he expelled? Yeah, th- they had that close up on the his email he got. It gets blurry. And he was removed. Oh, uh, removed I, I missed. I missed school. that. I missed that. You know, because he attacked a teacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you would be. You would be. No, yeah. So yeah. he get he. There's like a close up shot of him getting expelled, removed from the school. Okay. And then that's when he starts packing his drums away and taking down his posters. And, Why, and all if that. you're that determined, uh, uh, if you're that determined of an artist to have suffered through all of this abuse from someone who's supposed to be a mentor to you and a teacher to you, who doesn't really teach him a fucking thing, by the way. Um, right. Other than how to take a hit. <laughs> um, why, why would he give it up? Why would he give up his drums? Why wouldn't he keep keep playing? 
He's been playing for years and years and years and years. Oh, I hate him watching him when he's, he, when he's young. It's weird. He just doesn't. Why would he, why would he give up? Why would he give up on that? No, I don't know. Is he losing his drive because he's been expelled from school? He lost Fucking his motivator. He lost Fletcher. He lost his motivator. I, I think, um, going back Fucking to, <laughs> the fuck's her name? Nicole. Uh-huh. I would have maybe preferred to seen her him try to call her in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Well, I'm not in school anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's funnier when he tries to do it when he has his drums coming back up because it's kinda like he only does it because he's like, Hey, I'm I'm making moves again. You wanna go watch my show? Like it's it's just more pathetic because he tries to do it like just from his drumming. But see, but see Here's here's my problem. He gives her this entire fucking speech on how I'm going to be I'm going to be great and you're just going to resent it. You're going to hold me back and I, I we we should just end this, right? But then he calls her. Like right. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why is he calling her? He is he thinking that this is the pinnacle of his uh, he's made it at the at the JVC concert, right? It's a little confusing with what his what his takeaway like. What what does he learn? Because it seems like he's supposed to learn the proper message by that point in the movie, and uh-huh. then by the very end, he throws it out. That's his dad's look, where it's like um, he he cares more about Fletcher's opinion of him than his father's opinion of him, which mm-hmm. I think is what that final moment between where he's like looking through the cracks and watching him play is is just kind of shows in his dad. So it, it just kind of seems like he's supposed to learn oh, what, the message. Wait, 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 what shows in his dad? Um, when his dad's like watching him through the crack um, at the very backstage. end. Backstage. Um, there's like that look of like, shit, well, I fucking lost him. Like he's... No, I didn't read that at all. How'd you, how'd you read it? I read that as, as a father's pride and amazement that his son can actually play this way. Mm. Like I'm, this is... I'm this is, this is... I'm like like... Like he finally sees mm. what his son can do. His see, face looked the, more like ups, uh, upset. Rather than just play drums, right. he finally sees the musician in his son. That's mm. what I took took from it. See, because, I, I because he's only Blake. been a supportive father through the entire thing, except for the family dinner. Mm. I, I think what he's how I see it is he's seeing that his son is going to be is going to die at 34 from heroin and, and a drug overdose like his hero. See, I don't see the sadness that you're seeing in his face. I, I didn't see it. I, I feel like he looks upset when I saw him in that to really? me. Yeah. To me, it seemed, yeah, like, like, uh, I think I saw more like a fuck, like my kid's a monster. Like he doesn't care about anything but this. No, he goes and he hugs his dad and I I don't know. I maybe I'm reading something into this that I want to that I want to see rather than what's actually there. Right. I I think him walking away from his dad and going back to the abuser like you were saying like um but but no, in that in that moment he doesn't he doesn't just walk back to Fletcher in that moment. He walks back on stage. He doesn't quit. It's right, his decision right. not to quit and actually takes over. And it's not it's yeah, it's not like a hey daddy Fletcher, we do we'll do what you say. It's yeah, like you yeah, fucking follow yeah. me. He's no yeah, longer yeah. he's no longer looking to Fletcher mm-hmm. until he's made his point to take over and then he gives it back. Yeah. 
um, um, that's, that's, that to me is the key that, that his father's support and his father, the, the hug from his father isn't a goodbye hug. It's, it's an appreciation hug. Like I know how I've been mistreated and I know how I've probably fucking mistreated you. Here's the hug. I got to get back. I, I have to do this. See, for um, me, kind of there's thing. a there's a disconnect between him and his dad the whole movie. I don't think he really has any I don't know, his dad, emotional his connection. His dad fills his pantry with Gushers. <laughs> we didn't talk about Gushers, but we, we can get we into did it. We not. <laughs> How bad they are. Fuck they are horrible. Um, for me, there's like, it's always, it, it seems like there's an emotional disconnect between him and his dad. And like his dad is trying and trying and trying and he just doesn't care i think that's just just because of um what's his name the actor that plays andrew uh um i think that's because because of his dead eyes yeah (laughs) yeah. i mean i mean he doesn't have them all the time like timothy chalamet but he has some dead fucking eyes sometimes he's just like staring at fucking nothing like He's just got a very difficult to like face. Well, you know, it's full he's of scars. A, like he was attacked uh, as a child by a, a St. Bernard or something. He's got a fucking scar across his car, neck. It's a car accident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> semi accident. Yeah. A car accident with a semi. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I <laughs> think, kid. I think that disconnect is, is right there at the beginning when, um, he's having, he's at the movie with his dad and his dad was saying like, Oh, you got other options. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Like I, or the whole Raisinets comment. Like, I've never <laughs> fucking liked Raisinets. <laughs> I'll eat around them. Yeah. Um, I always do. When I, Brandon doesn't like a food that I bring for this podcast. I didn't, I didn't need any, any Raisinets. I ate around them. <laughs> <laughs> that shows a disconnect between me and Brandon. Yes, exactly. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I There's plenty you. of disconnects between us. No, I, I just, I don't think that like <laughs> embrace with him at the end is like, a, oh, Thanks for being there for me, dad. It's, uh, it's like, like he just doesn't know what to do. It it was more like a, he's overwhelmed. I guess you're the only fucking person right here. If his dad wouldn't have been there, where was he going? If his dad wouldn't have been at the door, would he would have kept going? I think he still would have left the stage. I don't know where he would have gone. He, I don't know if he would have like, he would have, he would have gone, gone. Because he's he, heading for the door. But, I think he always but goes his back. Dad, his dad stands in, in, in the doorway, mm-hmm. and that's what stops him from going any further. And then he hugs his dad, I, and he turns around, and he goes back. I might see that more if his dad was like... Because his dad was like, let's get out of here. Let's go. Um, yeah. But, but I think if his dad was more like... You can do this, buddy. His, like, but you his know, dad's not going to push him back on stage with that fucking asshole. Right. There's yeah. no fucking yeah. way. And 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 seeing what just happened and how poorly he played, like his dad has no idea that he was set up, that he didn't have the music, never saw the music whatsoever. Um, His dad has none of that. He's just trying to protect his kid. Mm-hmm. In that in that instance, he's trying to protect his kid and love his kid as much as he possibly can in that it's situation. Okay. You're bad at drumming. It's okay. It's, 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 it's all right. It's fucked up. Mm. There's always but, business school. <laughs> you're young. You're young. You're fucking 19, man. You're not. You're not. You know. 
it's not the end of the fucking world is, is what any father is going to tell a 19 year old whenever they try something and they fuck it up mm. or whenever something happens, let's get you away from this fucking bad toxic person. Right. That's what a dad does. But in that instance, he hugs his dad and he goes back. I don't, I don't think there's any pride there in his look. I see. I I disagree. I don't think that. I don't think it's pride. I disagree. I, I, he, I think he, he finally. Sees. I think the father finally sees what a great drummer he is in the end. I see fear in his. I, dad's I see eyes. fear. Um, but I also think it's difficult because he wants he wants nothing more than his son to be happy, and I think it's very clear that he's not happy where he is after stopping drumming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he, like his interaction with him, like watching the movie at home, and then him like hugging him goodbye and telling him there's gushers. It's obvious he's not reacting. Like he's not, he's not, he's depressed. Like it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty clear for him. So maybe there's a bit of it where he's like, Oh, I see he's energized and he's happy about this, which I think is a good thing. But also I, I think Jose, you're right. He, he's thinking back to the conversation of him saying, I'd rather die 30 with full of drugs and a household name than live to 90 and no one know. Um, I think he's thinking back on that and, and he's weighing that. So maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. You know? I, I don't know. I don't think. I'm, I mean, I certainly don't think it's all good. Um, Cause I could see there being a mix in his mind. Um, I could see there being a mix only because this abusive motherfucker is conducting my son. Right. Yeah. 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 That's the reason I want you to go. But also but seeing him go back out there and take control. That's something that, that any father would be proud of. Right. Yeah. I so. love when he hits the symbol and smacks Fletcher in the face. Oh, that's yeah. Good shit. That's fucking, fucking that's good. great yeah. move. Yeah. Great move. Payback for the slaps. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Payback what, for the tempo slaps. What I think is funny about the scene is that there is a trivia fact saying that the studio wanted to cut down that final, like the... I think the whole final drum is like six minutes. I could see any studio thing. And then like the studio's note on it was that we get it. He's good at drums. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, that would be my note. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, then, oh oh, shit, then you don't get what the point of the scene is if that's your note on it. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Because so much happens in that, in that, uh, in the song and then the solo. Um, The lights coming down and him keep going Mm -hmm. in the dark. Um, fucking great um it's the only song we kind of hear in its entirety yeah the only the only solo the only song the only that whole thing um so to cut that would be a disservice to the movie oh yeah 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 someone didn't get someone didn't get the memo but if we're looking at it as him taking control there's a part when fletcher starts directing him um and he takes a little bit of control back Mm -hmm. and and that seems more of like a all right, we're on each other's. We're on, e- we're on, each, other's we're on each other's level now. Level now. Um, and and how do you view that then? If you're viewing that scene, because I I agree, it's it's great to see him go and take control. But I would have really rather I I really would have rather have had the JVC concert happen um completely differently. I would have um him him meeting and talking to to Fletcher in in the jazz bar. I think um, is a good one-on-one with them. I think it is. Um, I I understand that Fletcher is using this as a way to get back at him for ruining his career at the school. 
Okay. Um, but I, I would have rather have ended that without him asking him to come be in the band. Um, but with him finding another band to be in or being, or just being there, not, not intending to play or anything. And then something happened to Fletcher's drummer and, and him reaching out to him to come and play Mm. and then him taking it over. And then all, everything happens as it happens. So you wouldn't have, um, would you I still have Fletcher, have Fletcher invite him to play? Would you still have Fletcher lie to him about the song? The song? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, would. I, I think the way that I he would. does it now, because sp- it, 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 it's a tricky, it's a tricky rewrite, but I think the rewrites in there somewhere yeah. to where, to where it's, it's all, um, I don't know. I think, I think Fletcher getting him on stage and telling him, I know, I know it was you. That's um, a good moment. It's a good moment, but it goes against his, it it really goes 100% against, um, him owning the band, um, wanting to be number one all the time. Right. And having his reputation as a as a band leader, it probably does more practical harm to his own reputation than it does than to it, Andrews. Than it does to Andrews, um, which makes Andrew me wonder. Is only nineteen years yeah. old, and you're only going to get better. He's a lot older, and if he can't control his band and have a good band to play at this concert, which is a nice concert. Then, then he's a failure. It makes me wonder what his plan was because it, it, he obviously had the band, so he fired a drummer to get Andrew. Uh-huh. He's he, he. That was definitely not oh, the case. That there's a deleted scene, um, that shows that he never had a drummer. Really? Yes. See, I find that less believable. There's a deleted scene where there's a practice before the concert where like somebody in the band like insinuates that they never had a drummer. Maybe that would make more sense as to why that would be less of a hit on his reputation when he brought the drummer in, when he didn't really need a drummer, like their set didn't require a drummer or something. Mm -hmm. And, and if that was the case and he only brings the drummer in and he, he, he knows he can finish the concert well without a drummer then maybe that makes more sense than firing a drummer and bringing him in and then having no drummer for songs that need a drummer. You know, See, what's, the second, na- what's the I second will. song though? <laughs> what's the second song? Uh, I don't know. It's caravan, which needs drums. I will nitpick this. This plant's fucking stupid. Cause it's jazz. You need a fucking drummer. Yeah. A drummer's the fucking heartbeat of the fucking you song. Least, you at least need a Like caravan wasn't the second song. Was it? Because he said we're slowing it down now. Oh, they're gonna do another song. You're right. But he that, that makes Caravan. me. Oh, he starts Caravan. But yeah. that makes me he wonder: it is it realistic to expect the entire band to know Caravan by heart if it's not on the set? Right. Yeah, and he doesn't. Well, well, no, he has a folder. He just didn't have the first song in it. So he they, he knows that they know Caravan. Do we see Caravan in the other folders? No, but he no, told but he them he that was part of the set list. Yeah. He told him that Caravan he, he, and Whiplash he, he, are part of the set list. Yeah. If he had if he had a folder and it has Caravan in it, he's not going to give him Caravan and Whiplash 
and the the whole thing was is that he's getting back at him with the first song because there's no music for the drums in the first song. He's not gonna play give I, the I entire was under band the impression completely different music other than Andrew I, has. I was under the impression that Caravan and Whiplash were not in the set at all. Well, that, no, that, he think, I think he, I think he we might be inferring because he does tell tell him after the after the bar scene that he needs a drummer that can play the those those songs. Yeah, I just assumed that was part of him setting up and saying, "Hey, you can practice Caravan and Whiplash. You come on, you'll play Caravan and Whiplash." But okay, nobody ever intended how, to play Caravan and Whiplash. How how what's the time frame between the um the bar and the concert. My guess would be a week, maybe. So he never played with the band. He See, never practiced. No. And that There's week, that he deleted never scene. practiced. Okay. Yeah. There's that deleted scene. But but wouldn't you, as a drummer, say, "Okay, when is practice? I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on Monday." You, you said I had two days to decide. Yeah. I'm gonna guess it's on Monday. I call him on Monday. Okay, I'm I'm in. When do we practice? Oh no, oh, you're good. Oh no, you're good. Yeah. We're just gonna go right on stage. No, I need to practice with the band because I need to play with the band. Yeah, what's the deleted scene like? When does that take place? Let me find it. You, you know confusing. what I mean? As, that would be that would be fucking yeah. alarms going off in my head. Like, ah, uh, something's going on here. Yeah. He's not practicing every fucking day before this concert because he did before. He practiced the day of in studio band. Right. Because I think it's I think it's fair to expect a drummer that you... A, a, a well-practiced drummer that you believe in to be able to play a set with a band without having to practice with the band. I think that's believable. But having there be a rehearsal with them and then not including the drummer, because like you switch out drummers in bands, like there's there's substitutes for other members and stuff. You don't you don't have to have that practice. I don't think. But leading up to a concert, I mean, was this a concert or a competition? Concert. It was a concert, right? Leading up to a concert, you wanted. Yeah. It is I odd. Would, I would, as a musician, if there's a week before the concert. I'm going to want to practice with the band. I yeah. know you're going to have a practice within that week. Yeah. And it would alarm me if I were Andrew, it would alarm me that Fletcher is not having any practices that week, knowing what a perfectionist he is. Maybe he's just too excited. He saw the guy drumming on the side of the street. He thought I get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right though. That that is confusing, and I'm yeah. and I'm more confused knowing this deleted scene exists. <laughs> um, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. But I I was totally under the impression that Caravan and Whiplash were never a part of it. But then that wouldn't make sense because the whole band knows Caravan and they're looking at their sheets. Yeah, um, yeah. I know why that scene was cut though, because it would it would clue the audience in that there is no drummer and the right. Fletcher is lying. Yeah. And that Fletcher has told a lie. And hmm. watching it this time again, I was uh, I was literally watching the movie, and uh, and I was thinking, man, like imagine getting cut from your gig like a week before for a guy that <laughs> didn't even finish school. <laughs> yeah. I was li I was thinking that while watching the movie, and then uh, 
And then I, I get to like the reveal and it's like, this, this is starting to fall apart for me. Mm-hmm. The, like, but then the whole concert is so good. Yes. Then yeah. everything fades away. I think what's better, what's what the best, the best part about the concert um, is whenever he takes control and he's just going at it. And then it's like, it's like he hits that, um, the runner's wall when everything goes, goes out and then it all comes back in, like all the sound goes out and then it comes back in and he's still going. He finds, he finds his stride and, and that's, that's like, it's, it's great. It's It's, great. It's It's a great scene. And and it just like, and, and, uh, the way that, and I love bookends to movies, the way mm-hmm. that the the ending of this is it starts at the low snare and the slow to build up to fast snare. It's exactly how the beginning of the movie starts. And this mm-hmm. time it being directed by Fletcher is, is um, really interesting that like he, he had the whole like, I've taken control of my, of myself. And then now your, your ice is trying to speak did up. It, did, was that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then this like final thing where they're both in like, they're both connected in this way and the same snare beat is happening but he's a part of this big concert i think it's such a great like musical moment too like it adds it adds so much power to just that alone where it's a simple it's a simple piece of like music just playing the snare over and over again but um it has so much impact i think Mm -hmm. it's great and then the final just everything everything that leads up to it though is 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 folly a party yeah yeah well do we have any last things before we move into quotes ah shit let me look at my notes oh why doesn't andrew wear gloves um because you'd be a pussy if you wear gloves Fucking. he's got to build up that uh the calluses the calluses yeah He's a drummer. He didn't just start drumming. He has calluses already. But he didn't play caravan yet. He didn't do a double time swing yet. Yeah, right. Put on some gloves. <laughs> Idiot. See, that's what that's what I mean. Like he's abusing himself. Like he's intentionally not wearing gloves. I think that's so part he of it. can bleed and martyr himself on the drum set and put blood everywhere. Um, yeah, a professional wouldn't do that, but I, I, I think you're right though. The, a lot of that is like, he, he understands that, or he believes to understand that the more pain and like pressure and abuse you put upon yourself, the better you get. So I think that pain that he feels by constantly like getting that, uh, <laughs> big blister and rash or whatever it is, um, is like, this is good. I'm getting stronger because of this. Like, I don't need to mitigate this because I need to keep this pain, you know? Yeah. That's what he thinks he needs to get better. Well, he should get a butt plug and sit on that on that stool then if he needs to keep the pain. I don't like that, man. I've done it before. Wait, get a butt plug and sit on a, a stool? Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not joking. You are too. I'm not joking. Dirty little man. <laughs> yeah, I think I got all my shit out. I can't wait to talk about. La I La didn't La Land, understand. Dude. I didn't understand a lot of the tempo. Um, 
the the slaps there there are some like 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 am i early or am i late um am i rushing or am i, am I rushing or am i dragging um like i even watched it bef- today when i had some time and i was counting out and i i okay he's rushing okay he's dragging but there's one that he's right on that last one he's right on as far as i could tell i don't think it matters to be honest it did, it, it it was that it was that the fact that it doesn't it doesn't matter or was the, the fact that he picked andrew's weakness the one weakness that he had was tempo and he he used it against him to make him realize that what he needs is tempo and he needs to follow the conductor's tempo mm. is that what is that what that's all about I think related to the person he kicked out for being out of tune, it doesn't matter if he was out of tune. It, it matters that he's feeling like he is out of tune, I guess. like, And, and it was more so he, he couldn't confidently say whether which one it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so about that too. Like it's, he could have, he could have been on tempo, but he couldn't, he didn't have the confidence to say, know. oh, that one was on tempo. I think that's what, what it was about. So I feel it's more about the mind game. Because, yeah, you you can tell, like, he slaps him right before the fourth count or, or right after. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's more so about him not knowing. Yeah, and I think I think you could just compare that to the um, out-of-tune guy. I think for that, too, like, he just wanted that guy out. <laughs> like, I think oh, he also yeah. wanted to do a... Uh, he wanted to make an example for Andrew, he, but he yeah. also just he just intended to get that guy out of the band too. Well, I mean, they got weird Al Yankovic in there. <laughs> <laughs> the long hair, long curly hair guy. <laughs> the trombone player? Yeah. Oh, um, blonde Al Yankovic. Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going back on tour. I, I'm going to get tickets. He's fucking he. He's having a movie with uh, fucking Daniel Radcliffe. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. What? Uh, the Weird Al story is yeah. going to be a biopic. With, he uh, fucking wrote it, didn't he? I think so. With Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. If that's I not have best on my picture, list. <laughs> yep. then on, I don't know what is. On my, on my list, I have UHF on my list of movies. What's UHF? Is that a weird Al Yankovic movie? Oh, I didn't know he did a movie like that. I saw him live before and I had a blast, but I didn't know he made a movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a, a, like a public uh, radio station and uh, starts programming a whole bunch of different shit on there. That sounds fun. Yeah. Trapped in the drive-thru is practically a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, I wrote something about it and then I don't know where it is. (laughs) That's funny. It's in, it's in a book somewhere. It's I've I have so much shit that's just written down on paper. Did you say Weird Al's movie was in your list? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I didn't know that. Um. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah. Oh yeah. One thing I I noticed this time. Uh, the um. <laughs> do you think Division Three football's a joke? Come play with us. Uh, four words you'll never hear from the NFL. Um. <laughs> The thing I'd never heard until this time is his dad says, and the Lincoln, um, 
Uh, yeah, at the end. At the end. Yeah. What, what's yeah. It, what's it called? The Lincoln and um, the Lincoln, Lincoln Center. Center and the Lincoln Center. I never heard that before. For some oh, reason, never yeah, that? I never caught it. So yeah, that, one that is like, was that was the final stick. Yeah, that was the final stab of the family saying "fuck you" to, mm-hmm. uh, which was which seemed very out of out of place for the father to say. Yeah, it's like the father got swept up in this family thing as well. Um, because it always seemed like the, the dad was very, um, supportive and, you know, yeah, I guess, yeah, I just kind of put it in a different context having the dad gang up on him too. Cause in my, in the past, whenever I watched that scene, it was always like the dad was just kind of like looking on and being like, passive. man, my son's kind of a fucking dick right now, <laughs> like, but him joining in on it, I think could speak to but, just him but it might be yeah it might be the only reason why he does is because he's being such a dick Where he's like i need yeah. i need to say something like because mm-hmm. i think it is i think it is an important kind of smackdown on him to be like you're not fucking you're not based to mr big shot like you yeah. get off of your high horse but see that's why i equate the look at the end um mm-hmm. his father realizing that he is a great musician mm-hmm. he is he is a, a great drummer um because because of that, I kind of I kind of juxtapose both of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, ready to move on to quotes. Alrighty. I will start us off. Um, this is one that always makes me laugh. Um, and it's because it just kind of always feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's when Fletcher, after he comes in to talk, after talking to the to little girl saying, you want to be in my band? And he comes in and says, all right, cocksuckers. And he does his whole speech. There's like that guy that I've never seen before, just like walk in a frame. <laughs> and he says, get the fuck out of my sight before I demolish you. <laughs> and then later the guy shows up again and he says, I could still fucking see you, mini me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why that always fucking gets me. Uh, I think it's the guy calling them to stage. I think it's like a stage <laughs> yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, the first time I thought it was Mets. Uh-huh. For a second, yeah. like, <laughs> like Mets is still hanging around, um, but then it, I, I knew it wasn't. Uh, uh, it's funny because that guy's just like you've never seen him before. He's totally innocent. Like, why would he be blowing up on this person? <laughs> before I demolish you. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Oh me. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I'll do uh, Andrew and Fletcher in the in the bar. Andrew says, um, but is there a line? You know, maybe you go too far and you discourage the next Charlie Parker from ever becoming Charlie Parker. And Fletcher says, no, man, no. Because the next Charlie Parker would never be discouraged. Um, Charlie Parker wasn't abused. So... And and now knowing that the Charlie Parker story was just bullshit, made up a made up lie. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this whole them getting together in the bar. I kind of like it, and I kind of like the fact that Andrew is taking some, you know, pushing back a little he's bit. He's pu- he's pushing back. He's like talking to them. They're talking to each other one on one. Um. But I think I think that is the point that the movie does not make is that um, you push yourself to be greater. It doesn't need anybody else to you don't need anybody to push you. 
you need to push yourself to be great. If it takes someone else to push you to be great, then you didn't get there. You, you didn't, you didn't do the work. You let someone else push you to do the work. Yeah. Um, you can have a mentor, you can have someone help you, you can have someone encourage you, which is what a relationship is supposed to do. Um, you can have someone support you, um, and be there for you, but you have to do the work. Um, getting discouraged. Um, I'm fucking discouraged right now with writing. Um, getting discouraged is all 100% you just like pushing yourself is all 100% you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't know, it just seems like they're trying to, they're trying to make something out of something that's not something. Well, here's a question we didn't really talk about. Actually, this might go on for a bit. Um, I don't think Andrew would have been as good as he is drumming by the end of this movie without Fletcher. No. Um, well, and, and not, I don't not think in this, not in this movie, in this make believe world. Mm -hmm. No, but would a real person be a better drummer if they had a mentor that actually taught them and said, no, you're getting the tempo wrong and mm -hmm. here's where you're getting it wrong. And I'm going to show you where you're getting it wrong. And then you're going to practice and you're going to get better. Yeah. Does that work better than, than what's the father fucking tempo <laughs> and getting in your face and slapping you? And you know, I, 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 I would, I would disagree that the abuse is necessary in the real world. Yeah. In this world, maybe. I agree with you. I don't think the abuse is necessary. Um, I, I definitely don't think he's right in pretty much anything he says in the final scene, but I think it's really interesting to see where he's coming from and what his actual like motivation is. And the thing that is tough about the ending is he's, he's, He's um uh he's proven right at the end. Like mm -hmm. like if if Fletcher had any doubts in his mind about his motives. By the end of this movie, he's thinking, "Nah, I I got this guy to where he is because of how fucking brutal I was to him." And yeah. and what I what I did works and Andrew's success is proof that I was right the entire time. And I think Andrew thinks the same. I think Andrew can walk away from this and, and it could go either way because we don't see it, right. but I think he walks away from this and, and, and could thank Fletcher for where he, where he went. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why like the lessons that they both learn are tough because you see this fantastic performance and it's great. He takes control and it's so wonderful, but the whole motivation of the entire ending is they both, um, we're in this incredibly abusive relationship to get to this part. We're all like, fuck yeah, it sounds so good, you know? Um, so you're right in like an outside world. If there was, if we made a movie where it's too, it's basically Cobra Kai, right? Like you have the abusive, uh, karate <laughs> dojo and then you have the non-abusive dojo and you see which teachers get a better student. And right. you know, we, we, you see what, what's without right cheating there. without cheating, without abusing, without all that. So you know, I think that's proof right there. I, 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 I think you just got to show Fletcher, uh, karate kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
Jose, you want to give us your quote? <laughs> Sorry, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this I went with this quote just because it makes no sense as a quote or as an insult. And I also found out that the line was wrong, but they liked how it sounded, so they kept it in the movie. <laughs> um, but it's, if you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the quote is supposed to be stuff you yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of well-placed fucks <laughs> from jk simmons <laughs> um that aren't in the the subtitles in the movie oh really yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and what, what's interesting about that quote is that he messed it up during the original short film right he said during the original short film um they kept that take in and he didn't want to redo it for the actual movie because they thought he thought it sounded dumb. So they just took the audio from the short film and put it into the film. <laughs> oh, really? Because you can see that he it cuts away from his face when he says that. Oh, I didn't know huh. that. That's interesting that, mm-hmm. that he was like, no, that sounded stupid. I'm not going to do yeah. that again. <laughs> so he was like, okay, we'll just add it in. <laughs> I thought about it when he said that. I'm like, huh. Well, yeah, I guess you could fuck a pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a pig. Yeah. Like yeah, dirty. That's true. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to do you dirty. <laughs> We're going to roll around in the mud. We're going to roll around in the mud. I'll make you squeal. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. If you fuck someone like a pig, then they start squealing. Yeah. But then why is that something? Why is that something? Uh, well, I mean, um, I don't know. Maybe bec- he would. It would feel, because of deliverance. That's why it's something. <laughs> <laughs> Squeal like a pig. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at uh, maybe a few more quotes. Um, I already said my other one, so I'm trying to prove my point. <laughs> um, everybody remember Lincoln Center and its ilk use these com- competitions to decide who they are interested in and who they are not. And I'm not going to have my reputation in that department tarnished by a bunch of fucking limp dick, sour note, flatter than their girlfriends, flexible tempo dipshits. Got it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why the, the end doesn't make sense to me. His reputation because of his reputation. Because uh, this is salvaging. This is after he's been fired. This is salvaging his reputation. Yeah. Maybe at that point he was just. Fuck it. I'm just going to play shitty piano in a jazz bar from now on. (laughs) He wanted to get back at Andrew so bad, you know? And then maybe he could just say, yeah, Andrew tried to get back at me. By sabotaging my. My band. Yeah. It makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah. Um, I'll yeah. move on to my meme review. <laughs> okay. I give this movie two of the worst English language words out of two. Good job. Good job. Brandon? Um, mine is three drummers that can't get the tempo right out of three. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm positive that entire time it had nothing to do with their tempo. Um, there was another trivia point that said... When he asked for the 215 uh, beats per minute, that Andrew does it right the first time, and, and oh. Fletcher tells him that it's wrong. Yeah, that 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 would make sense because he wanted him to earn the part. Mm, but but <laughs> yeah. uh, but it says that um, yeah, the trivia said that he does it correctly on the first try. Mm. Wh- when wh- which one? Which one? 
Um, like, like when he's first, when he's first playing uh, caravan, right? When I think they're when they're going from the three of them, like when they're flipping from him to to Johnny Utah. That's that's a that's a double. Double times double times swing. Yeah, so when he, he for the tempo that that's he asked for, then the one where he says two fifteen, that that's, that one is he does say it during the double time swing caravan. I want I want perfect three hundreds, yeah, four uh, hundreds. Yeah, yeah. One of those scenes, he does get the tempo right on the first try. Huh. Okay, and then Fletcher tells him no. Yeah, I bet that's still part of it. Yeah, that would make that's sense. That's just him being a fucking bully. Yeah. What about you, Jose? Uh, I'm going to give this movie one out of one unnecessary point break references. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's a good one. You came up on the fly. I did, yes. <laughs> well, you want to give us your real review? We'll wrap around to me. Um, I'll give this movie a nine out of ten. It's I, I really enjoy it. Um, Yeah, it has its issues Um, with just starting with the concert where he has to the bus breaks down and the time and the finding his sticks, the folder, all of that's just a little bit too messy. I think somebody could have gone in and cleaned that up before putting it to the, to the screen. And there's definitely issues with Nicole and her use in the movie. But ultimately I think the performances from JK Simmons and, and he at least has chemistry with Andrew and I think that's what really makes the movie for me. Their their dynamic and their how they how they interact, and then just just the final scene is just I don't know two points on its own. Um, it's not a movie I could rewatch over and over again, but I do see myself watching this for a long time. So yeah, nine out of ten. Brandon, I'm debating what part of my big rating thing to say here um i give it an eight out of ten really um mainly because of of uh uh jk simmons acting um um but i do have a problem with um the 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 abuse um the Abuse is never constructive. It's always destructive, no matter who it comes from, no matter what it's meant to be. Um, I think, I think would have what would have made this this film a triumph is to show Andrew overcome the abuse and still get to greatness in spite of it. Um, for me, for me, um. I think it I think the movie kind of does a disservice to to victims of abuse in that aspect. It's like saying, "Oh, it's okay to be abused as long as you get what you want in the end." Um and in the end, it makes it okay that all of this abuse has taken place because Andrew's a great great musician and it kind of negates any kind of punishment for Fletcher whatsoever. Um, Fletcher wins. Andrew wins. It's a win-win situation. And there's no, it's just like, oh, well, all of that was okay. It's okay to do that to somebody. Um, And I don't like that. 
and that's 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 what that's what really docked it the points for me um also nicole not needed whatsoever um and i hate that damon chazelle fucking bullshit <laughs> i really do i i fucking hate it so we'll much. get deeper into it in the la la land um, we will i really do think that victims of abuse and non-abused people um see will see this film in different ways mm. um because it won't um it won't bother the non-abused as much as it probably bothers the abused and that's where i'm coming from from it at that angle um but yeah it's a it's it's good um yeah yeah that's a surprising score to be honest i thought you were gonna give it like a five why, why would i do that because you said you fucking hated it <laughs> it's it's no fucking it's no it. cats and dogs <laughs> i thought you said you fucking hated it I thought the first thing you said is you hated the movie when you watched it for your first time. No, I think I meant that I hate it. Oh no. Yeah. I, the first time I watched it, I hated it because of the abuse. Right. Um, the second time I watched it, I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um, this is actually a movie that I came into thinking I was going to rate it a 10. And on this recent rewatch in our discussion, I think I'm at a nine. Um, and I think that's because the the bits that I do nitpick about um, specifically the second to third act area, the, mm. the, um, all is lost. Uh, all is lost moment. I can't, I don't know why I can never remember that because it just, it gets lost. You, you, hate, it, you hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't even want to give it a name. Yeah. <laughs> that part always rears its head to me. And I think like it, it doesn't help that what leads to it is, a, is the series of some of the most unbelievable, like time stretches, like, feats of human running and like making it <laughs> time. it's like it bothers me a lot and and i and i think you're right I, I didn't really think about the perspective of that my enjoyment of fletcher um while i never look at this movie and thought oh he's a good guy and what he's doing is good i i definitely saw it more as entertaining than i did as um something that's really indicative of his abuse you know and mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a good point that you brought up that uh, that is from the point of someone who has not not been abused um so uh i think everything we've talked about the nitpicks that we've brought up and everything has brought it down a point um but i want to end it on my positives which i think the music in this movie is just incredible especially the final the final scene and and i have a bigger appreciation of it when we were talking about um, how it is all about him taking it back at the end and that symbol hit <laughs> uh, hitting J.K. Simmons is incredible. I kind of wish he wouldn't have given it back to, to like, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, like, no, I'm not going to yeah. let you yeah, finish fuck this. You. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have been a better ending, I think. Yeah. Because you're right, at the end, it's good and bad because at the end, when they have that look of approval towards each other, you're right, it makes it seem like it's acceptable, like what they did is right. But I also ha- didn't walk away from this movie the first time thinking it was acceptable. I... I viewed it as a complicated way where it's like, we saw this incredible music, but they're both wrong. Right. And, and I think that that's what makes the conflicted thoughts about the ending. So interesting is because, um, he was an abuser and then he was being abused. Well, J.K. Simmons was an abuser and, 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 um, Andrew was being abused and where they ended up was something we praise, but, because we're praising it, it's just kind of like the movie just kind of doesn't talk about the rest of it, Mm -hmm. which I think is what made me think most about it. And I think it's really accomplishing that. Um, Because anyone I've watched this with, I watched this with Tiffany recently. I I showed this to my mom a while back. Um, 
And it's always like great discussions after that about that. So I think it's successful in making someone walk away and not think these two are right. You're right. It's something that like, I want to dig into this relationship because it's complicated and it's really interesting and it's fucked up. So I think it does a good job in that. And um, yeah, everything else about the movie I think is a nine out of 10. Mm. It's Rayland. Ready to pick a new one? Yeah. We're ready. So if you want to have a great studio, Ben, no women, right? No women. No women. You can't really make successful. Every time the song Whiplash started up, I I I liked it even more every single time I I heard it. So I I love the song. Mm-hmm. I love the song Whiplash. It's got such power to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that whole the whole beginning mm-hmm. to it is just yeah, yeah. I love it. The music is incredible. I would have liked to have seen more music. I agree. More more songs they play. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we get. Another Brandon, perhaps. I only have eleven movies in there, <laughs> so it better not be another Brandon. The movie we are watching next week is School of Rock. One All of right. mine. Nice. All right. Nice. nice. Hell yeah. I'm I'm pumped to watch this again. Yeah. Hell yeah. Two of mine in a row. Now it's my turn to have six in a row. <laughs> However many you had, I can't remember. I didn't because we watched. Uh... Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. School of Rock. School of Rock. We're going from one music movie to another music movie. And different teaching methods. Different teaching (laughs) methods altogether. Definitely different. (laughs) So if we would have had School of Rock... Um, with with J.K. Simmons <laughs> as as the teacher instead of Jack Black, uh, uh, what would it be called? They probably would have more accepted him more as a substitute. I the school. I, I think the I think the kids would be crying. A little Absolutely, more. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. kids would all yeah. drop out. <laughs> they would switch classes. But the school would be like, yes, this this hardest nails <laughs> attitude is exactly what we need to get our students into tip top shape. School of whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, next week we're gonna keep the music going, and we're still in school. Let the music play. Let the music rock. Are we going to rock out with our cocks out next week? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) 